Did you put the blankets back? Donna asked her husband the next morning. She was standing at the stove cooking bacon. Tad was in the other room watching the new zoo review and eating a bowl of Twinkles. Twinkles was a sharp cereal, and the Trentons got all their sharp cereals free. Hmm? Vic asked. He was buried deep in the sports pages. A transplanted New Yorker, he had so far successfully resisted Red Sox fever, but he was masochistically pleased to see that the Mets were off to another superlatively cruddy start. The blankets in Todd's closet, they were back in there. The chair was back in there, too, and the door was open again. She brought the bacon draining on a paper towel and still sizzling to the table. Did you put them back on his chair? Not me, Vic said, turning a page. It smells like a mothball convention back there. That's funny. He must have put them back. He put the paper aside and looked up at her. What are you talking about, Donna? You remember the bad dream last night. Not apt to forget. I thought the kid was dying, having a convulsion or something. She nodded. He thought the blankets were some kind of... She shrugged. Boogeyman, Vic said, grinning. I guess so. And you gave him his teddy bear and put those blankets in the back of the closet, but they were back on the chair when I went in to make his bed. She laughed. I looked in, and for just a second there, I thought, Now I know where he gets it, Vic said, picking up the newspaper again. He cocked a friendly eye at her. Three hot dogs, my ass. Later, after Vic had shot off to work, Donna asked Tad why he had put the chair back in the closet with the blankets on it if they had scared him in the night. Tad looked up at her, and his normally animated, lively face seemed pale and watchful, too old. His Star Wars coloring book was open in front of him. He had been doing a picture from the interstellar cantina, using his green Crayola to color Greedo. I didn't, he said. But Tad, if you didn't, and Daddy didn't, and I didn't. The monster did it, Tad said. The monster in my closet. He bent to his picture again. She stood looking at him, troubled, a little frightened. He was a bright boy and perhaps too imaginative. This was not such good news. She would have to talk to Vic about it tonight. She would have to have a long talk with him about it. Tad, remember what your father said, she told him now. There aren't any such things as monsters. Not in the daytime, anyway, he said, and smiled at her so openly, so beautifully, that she was charmed out of her fears. She ruffled his hair and kissed his cheek. She meant to talk to Vic, and then Steve Kemp came while Tad was at nursery school, and she forgot— and Tad screamed that night, too, screamed that it was in his closet, the monster, the monster. The closet door hung ajar, blankets on the chair. This time, Vic took them up to the third floor and stacked them in the closet up there. 
Locked it up, Tatter, Vic said, kissing his son. You're all set now. Go back to sleep and have a good dream. But Tad did not sleep for a long time, and before he did, the closet door swung clear of its latch with a sly little snicking sound. The dead mouth opened on the dead dark, the dead dark where something furry and sharp-toothed and clawed waited, something that smelled of sour blood and dark doom. Hello, Tad, it whispered in its rotting voice and the moon peered in Tad's window like the white and slitted eye of a dead man.